one message this morning. If you haven't heard part one, uh, have a listen online because it's vital, vital, vital. And it's a message on forgiveness. Oh, how we need it. Um, It really is one of the most important disciplines that we can train into our lives. And I use the word discipline on purpose because we never feel like it. Let's face it. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's just a hardcore decision in that moment to cancel the debt. You know, when somebody wrongs you, hurts you, offends you, whatever it is, they've done something. It's a decision to forgive. And we can't wait for them to earn it because it can't be earned. We didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. And so we shouldn't wait for other people You know, that's penance, isn't it? To grovel enough to try and earn forgiveness. And it's not the Jesus way. He is radical. It's a radical free gift. It's unreasonable. Uh, None of us deserve it. But my gosh, it's life-changing. It really is life-changing when we give it to others. And I'm going to, this really, I was thinking to myself driving in, this is kind of like a, Ouch, hallelujah message, right? It is. We've been singing hallelujah, our God reigns. But sometimes he, well, often, he calls us to do things that we really don't feel like doing. But if we will do it, my gosh, we get the hallelujah. We get his results in life, which is nothing but goodness and blessing. So if we don't do it, we get life-changing results in all the wrong ways. You know, things turn for the worse. It goes from bad too worse or bad too bitter. We all know this. Unforgiveness, if it remains in us, it's that bitter root. And we're going to look at Hebrews 12 verses 14 and 15. Make every effort, Jesus says this morning, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. That's like His Sermon on the Mount, isn't it? The pure in heart, see God. Next verse. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitter roots bring bitter fruits, if I can put it like that. They can destroy marriages, friendships. They can destroy a church. And Jesus says, get it out, pull it out. And get it out while it's still in the kind of, you know, when you see a really tiny baby plant with those tiny baby roots. Pull it out then. Do not let that thing go down and get really big and really powerful. And it speaks about bitter root in connection with falling short of the grace of God. To fall short of something means you miss it. You know, it's out of your reach, isn't it? You fall short, you miss it. My gosh, I don't want to fall short of the grace of God, and neither do you. We need him, his ability. Really, the grace of God is his working power or his operational power to do what we can't do. And it's not just for the obviously spiritual things. You know, we don't just need the anointing or the grace of God for our ministry in the church. We need him for all of life, raising children, Working with a load of unbelievers, you know, living in the world. Because let's face it, how many 
opportunities are there to take offense and to get angry and to get frustrated? Many. And it's like, it's such a, I see it like a chain really. Frustration, anger, unforgiveness, a very destructive chain. And often if you let one in, the others follow. And Jesus says, do not to all of them, every single one of them, guard your heart, he says, and guard your mouth. We're going to look at Ephesians 4. I know you're warm out there, but this, do you know what? This is so good. This is a treat message this morning, believe it or not. It it will benefit all of our lives if we will take it and do it. So he says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Next verse. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. These negative attitudes and emotions, because they're strong, emo- those, those issues cause strong emotions in us. We need to deal with them quick because they bring an immediate effect, damaging effect on our relationship with the Lord. And they have a habit of taking over our lives, don't they? If we don't deal with them quick, they're like a negative magnet that your thoughts keep going back to. Your emotions keep them responding to. Your conversations then revolve around. And we live in a fallen world with fallen people. And quite frankly, in homes and a church where nobody's perfectly like Jesus yet. And so there's always going to be stuff, you know, that's annoying, upsetting, You know, just ruffles our feathers a little bit. It happens on a regular basis. And our flesh, myself included, we all love a moan. We love to complain. It likes to wallow. I don't know if you've noticed this about yourself. We love an opportunity just to kind of like the pig in the mire. You know, just wallow a bit. Because this one really hurt. Or a rant. Right? I saw this like a pressure cooker. I don't know if anybody uses pressure cookers these days, but you've got, imagine the, it's a gas hob, right? And the fire's going on the bottom. And that thing is bubbling and energetic, and there's a whole load of pressure on the inside. We think the solution is open the valve at the top and then out some pressure, this tirade of angry words. And Jesus said it's not the way. Because if that fire keeps burning, it's just producing more and more and more. You might feel better for five minutes after letting some steam off. But it's just producing. You've got to turn the fire off. Deal with it at the source through forgiveness. The Jesus way. It's amazing. It's amazing that we can do this. Because you see, it's a choice. And he gives us his ability. We're going to look at Luke 6. Amazing, amazing words from Jesus. To you who are listening, I say this morning, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. 
Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Wow. He's radical. And he needs us, actually, to be radical when these emotions rage. And stuff happens that I'm not saying it's not real hurt. And, and, and some very difficult things happen in our lives. But still, he tells us to do the same. Love them. Bless them. Pray for them. It's very difficult, actually, to stay angry with people we pray for. It is. Your feelings... You know, they might not change instantly, but they will catch up after a while. It's a key. Pray for them. Bless them. To bless means to speak well of. To curse means the opposite, to speak badly about or to badmouth. And Jesus is very clear that we can talk to people. You know, if your brother or sister sins against you, Matthew 18, go to them. To reconcile, just the two of you reconcile one on one. But don't talk about them, right? Ephesians 4, we've just read it. Get rid of anger and slander. Slander is bad mouthing. Speaking, and it might be shrouded in, you know, a veneer of good and right words, but underneath is a criticism. Bad mouthing other people. And I'm not saying if somebody's really hurt you, Um, or that you just really need wisdom on something. You can't go to somebody and say, look, it's like this. You know, a Jesus person, to get some Jesus comfort and some Jesus wisdom, you know. We need that at times. But I am saying we shouldn't be going around pointing out the splinters in people's eyes, you know, getting them on your side. There's a proverb, Proverbs 16 28 says this, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates even close friends. Let's not be those kind of people. You know, your offense then becomes their offense because you can't unhear what somebody tells you. And the thing is, you might not want to believe it, but once you've heard it, Sometimes you can't help but look at them a bit differently. I shut that thing down and shut it out. We're not here to be judge and jury. The scriptures are very clear. John 5, 22. Moreover, the father, oh, think of this. The father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son. Now think of this. If all judgment has been entrusted to the son, which it has, There's nothing left for us. There's no judgment left. All gone. It's all his. John 8 verse 15. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. Oh my gosh. There will come a day. Right. Right now, even though Jesus could judge people because he led a sinless life and is the only one who could, He doesn't do it, but there will come a day when he will. Romans 8, uh, 14, 10. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. And it goes on to say, and give account for our lives. So he will judge all of us then on that day, it's always capital T, capital D in the Bible, the day or that day, 
the living and the dead, he will judge. If we're born again, if we've put our faith in Jesus, we won't be judged for sin. Thank God. But we will be judged according to the deeds done in the body, scripture says. Our rewards will be determined. That's the judgment that goes on for believers. So on judgment day, he will judge all of us. But until then, he judges no one. And he tells us, his followers, to do the same. When you're tempted, it's like, no, no, not my job. Luke six thirty-seven. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. I find these sobering verses, because actually we can put ourselves back under judgment in the way we treat other people. And if we really believe these verses, as we should, we wouldn't dare judge a soul. I've got another hair curling one for you. James 2 verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who's shown no mercy. I told you this was an ouch. But mercy triumphs over judgment. Oh, come on. That's the Jesus way, isn't it? Mercy triumphing over. Let's be mercy first people, not judgment first people. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't ignore things are wrong that, that are wrong, you know, particularly if they're ongoing. He's not calling any of us to be doormats. If someone sins against you, you go to them. If you see somebody drifting away from Jesus and you have an a opportunity, really, to speak into their lives, do it. James 5.19, if someone wanders from the truth and you're able to turn them back. You've saved a soul from death, Jesus says. But how do we do it? Mercy first. In a mercy first way, restoring them in a spirit of gentleness, which is the spirit of Jesus. I just want you to imagine for a moment mercy triumphing over judgment in all your relationships. I mean, think of it. Oh, it's a lovely thought. It's a Jesus thought mercy first. All of your relationships, even with strangers. You know, when you're parking your car and you're obviously waiting for the space and you've had your indicator on and you've been waiting there a couple of minutes, somebody sneaks in and parks in your space. It's an opportunity for mercy. You know, I say to them, I forgive you. I bless you. I'm not going to lose my peace over that. Just no, no. Mercy first, mercy triumphing. Because we can get mad, the stuff of life, it happens all the time. We can get mad and we can get offended and it's tiring, isn't it? Let's face it, it takes a lot of attention and a lot of energy, pressure cooker. And the Jesus way is, turn the fire off, forgive quick. We can stay mad for an hour or two. We can stay mad even for a day or two. And we can get a headache and we can get a stomachache and we can lose sleep before we come around to seeing that Jesus was right all along. Or we can save ourselves all the stress of that and do it his way straight away. I mean, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't I? People hurt us. People are unkind. Who knows? Something might happen this afternoon. And they're rude and at times they're downright inconsiderate. 
But I think bitterness often starts with a lot of small things. Doesn't it? Mild irritations, if I can put it like that. Small offences. But if we don't deal with it the Jesus way, close it down, bring closure to it really, oh my gosh, we end up with a big bad attitude. All those small things bring a big bad attitude. And either we let it go or we go to that person and we reconcile. I had an opportunity, I didn't know whether to share this, but um, I'm going to do it. It's such a kind of silly thing really, but um, it's just a stuff of life thing. Often when I eat a meal, I get a frog in my throat. It doesn't always happen, but it happens from time to time. And I have to do a lot of... I don't know why. Well, perhaps I do know why. Pastor Judith has the misfortune of often phoning me when I've eaten something, right? And this has been, I would call it a mild irritation for about 30 years for her. Anyway, this week... It's all right, all comes good. This week, she phoned me after lunch. And, um, oh my gosh, I had a real colossal frog in the throat. And I was trying not to, really trying not to do too many of the um, <clears throat> throat clearing things. Anyway, but I did a few. And I was just waiting for the comment. I thought, any minute now, nothing. I said to her, is this frog not bothering you? Oh, she said, I've decided not to let it bother me anymore. Come on. There's stuff of life. There's little things. Let's just decide not to let it bother us anymore. There's a brilliant scripture, Proverbs 19, 11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Come on. Let's be those kind of people. You know, Don't have a file where you store away all the little irritations, all the little things you don't like about somebody. Remove that file with forgiveness. As far as the east is from the west, Jesus says, I've removed my sin from you. There's no record of it in heaven. Let's not keep records on earth. And some of us need to forgive ourselves. You know, stop judging and condemning ourselves for every little thing. One of the names for our enemy, the devil, is the accuser of the brethren. And it's like he'll give you a stick and then you start beating yourself with it. Should have done that. Shouldn't have done that. I'm going to set you free with the most amazing scripture. 1 Corinthians 4. I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. Oh my gosh, you should be liberated by that. Because if that's how he lived, that's how we should live. Imitate me as I imitate Christ, he said. I do not even judge myself. Let's not judge and condemn ourselves over every little thing. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't have bought that. I don't pray enough. I don't read the word enough. I should be a better mum. I should be a better dad. I should be a better employee. I should be a better boss. Should, could have. Do's and don'ts and we can put a magnifying glass on ourselves and end up getting really 
frustrated with ourselves, disappointed with ourselves, all the bad stuff then is churned up. Look, if the Holy Spirit convicts you over something fine and good, praise God for that. But if you're doing your best and you still have all these thoughts and feelings of, I'm just not good enough, you know, less than feelings, we need to get our eyes off ourselves and onto Jesus. The next verse Uh, In 1 Corinthians 4, I love this. My conscience is clear, he says, but that does not make me innocent. Oh, come on. It's the Lord who judges me. So what's he saying by that? I'm not innocent because I've got a great record, because of my amazing behavior and perfection at every turn. It's because of Jesus. 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 He makes us more than enough because he is more than enough. El Shaddai, all-sufficient one. Where is he, church? Come on. Whatever you're not, he can make you more than enough. Whatever you struggle with, he can make... In fact, I've not done this for ages. Say to the person next to you, he makes you more than enough. Oh, come on. Eyes off of ourselves and onto him, our amazing saviour provider, healer, restorer, giver of every good thing. And we need to live confident every day in the more than enough one in us. The more than enough. We need to get good at giving mercy and we need to get good at receiving mercy. Good at giving it, at receiving it ourselves and good at giving it away then to others. I saw... I read some verses this week in the Bible that made me laugh out loud. They're, right, you're going to have to do a bit of journey with me. But I started with Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? He's thinking, I think, this is my interpretation. He's like, oh, come on, the congratulations is coming anytime soon. Pat's on the back because that is huge. Seven times, right? You know the story. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That's a lot. That was shocking news to him and all the disciples. I cross-reference this, right? The same teaching in Luke 17 says this, Luke 17 verse 4, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Come on. That's what he says. But listen to the next verse. This is what made me laugh out loud, right? So the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith, right? So just think about this. They've been with him for three years, maybe not quite three years at this point, but they've done some journey. They've seen the dead raised. They've seen blind people see, lame people walking. They've seen bread and fish multiply and feed thousands. But it was this comment on the amount of forgiveness required that caused them to say, increase our faith increase our faith. In other words, we need God for this. Like I thought I'd be congratulated at seven. You are serious? We need God for this. 
And we know we need God for miracles. And we know we need God for healing and for deliverance and for all the obviously supernatural stuff. Oh, but we need him. We need faith in him for every day. Do we not? The everyday stuff of life, Lord. Faith for all our relationships. Faith for the people we live with. Faith for the people we work with all week long. How else can you turn the other cheek and go the extra mile when they cross you or hurt you in some way? Faith in Jesus. We need him every day. But the miracle of all miracles is we have him. We have him every day. He lives in us. PJ and I are doing this um, series of mini podcasts at the moment called The Secret Is This. There was an advert for it earlier. The Secret Is This, and it's from Colossians 1. Thank you. Amazing. Thanks for bringing that up. The Secret Is This. It's from Colossians 1.27. Christ in you. The Secret Is This. Christ in you, the hope of glory, it says. The hope of the excellence of God. Oh, come on. Jesus in us is powerful. He's very powerful. More powerful than your flesh. More powerful than my flesh, praise God. When we're teetering on that brink of, are we going to go flesh or spirit? And you can teeter for a few minutes. We can make the choice. I'm going the Jesus way. I choose Spirit, not emotions. And he gives us the power to work it out. If you believe it, you'll have it. So the next time that bait is dangled, and it is a bait, the the name for offense, it's something like scandalon, scandalon in, in the Greek. It's the bit of meat that they put on the bait to get the animal in, and then boom, trap comes down. Let's not take it. I'm not taking that. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. I am going to keep my freedom with a quick forgiveness because the merciful one lives in me and the merciful one lives in you. He gives us his ability to do it. So we can have all these conflicting thoughts and we can have all these conflicting emotions and still make the right choice. Oh, come on. It's just amazing. And give, by faith, that unreasonable, radical gift of mercy. He's a radical God. He's a radical saviour. Do they deserve it? No. Do we wait till they try and earn it? No. It is an outright gift. Some people like to wait till people have groveled enough and said sorry enough times. Well, let's face it, some people never say sorry. Does that mean then that you're going to stay in a prison of resentment and anger and forgiveness for the rest of your life? Oh no. Out. Out quick with a gift of mercy. You can afford it, you see. You can afford it and so can I because the merciful one, the one who has an unlimited supply of it, for every single thing, think of it. There's nothing in all of humanity that for thousands of years he has not faced and forgiven a million, billion times before. He is experienced at this. He's a professional mercy giver and he lives on the inside. Come on. I read, um, I got this Smith Wigglesworth devotional and I, I, I love it. It's, it can be a bit complicated at times, but there's some deep things in there that really bring scripture to fresh light. 
And he spoke, he was speaking about this really, the secret of Christ in you. And he said, it's like a sparrow taking a drink from the ocean. It's only disappointed it can't contain more, you know. And then he went on to tell this story of people in a boat in the mouth of the Amazon River. But they thought they were still in the ocean and they were literally dying of thirst. They were delirious because of thirst. And they saw this ship and they signaled to them and they said, can we please have some of your water? People are dying on here. And the people in the boat said to them, dip down your buckets. You're in the mouth of the Amazon River. You can take as much as you want. You've been suffering all this time and yet here you are. The supply is at your feet. The supply is in us. We just need to dip down our buckets. Come on. We're in something greater than the mouth of a river. We are in the hands of Jesus. And Jesus' hands, heart, head, mouth, everything he is with his unlimited supplies on the inside of us. As much as we need for anything we need. He's a well of salvation. He's a well of salvation. And we need to take our faith bucket. This is what I want Really with the the thing of mercy, take our faith buckets, dip down into him throughout the day as many times as you need. Come on, when somebody hurts you, when somebody irritates you, deep breath, deep dip. Come on, deep dip down into Jesus. And maybe they're a repeat offender, if I can put it like that. You can double dip. In fact, you can 70 times 7 dip. And we need to. Let's stand. Oh, praise God. Just say ouch, but hallelujah. Now look, I just want to, personally, this is what I do. If I notice there's some sort of block in my relationship with the Lord, I have learned to say to him, Lord, Show me if there's anyone I'm mad at. Because, you know, sometimes you can be annoyed or withholding forgiveness and not even realize it. So I pray that if I've got any offense in my heart, show me. And I see it like a metal detector going over my heart. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Oh, didn't know that was in there, you know. And it's a choice. Let's just close our eyes. And I, Really, I just want to encourage you this morning, because we need to live free of it, free of any bitter root, free of any slight antagonism, any whiff of it. Just let's get it out. So just pray now, Lord, show me. Like that metal detector going over the ground, show me if there's anything in me. Someone you live with, someone you work with, family member neighbor show me Lord if you're convicted about anything just give that radical gift right now just say I choose to forgive them and name them I choose to forgive them thank you Lord you're the merciful one in me I choose to give them mercy did they deserve it no but he wants you free Free and receiving his grace, that operational power for all of life, his supernatural ability to do everything the Jesus way. 
Now, if you don't feel any different, don't worry. (laughs) Don't let the enemy either deceive you into thinking you haven't forgiven, because it's not a feeling, it's a choice. But we're just going to take a moment now to pray blessing on those people. We're going to bless our enemies. We're going to bless those who have hurt us or mistreated us. Just pray blessing and favor on them, you know. This is not necessarily they'll get a better house or a better car. (laughs) Light in the darkness, conviction, wisdom. I don't know. You know, just pray blessing and let the Lord translate it however he wants in their lives. Blessing and favor on them, Lord. Heap it on them. Heap it on them. Because you're a merciful God and I pray your blessing, your favor, your provision... Whatever it is they need, Lord, bless them. Now, our God's a God of mercy and justice. That means he makes wrong things right. (laughs) Just pray, Lord, make wrong things right. Whatever it is that's needed, small things, big things, complicated things, somehow, Lord, I'm not saying that relationships, you know, some relationships just can't be restored. But as long as you can live at peace, that's what Jesus says. As much as it depends on you, live at peace with one another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to take a moment now to thank him that the merciful one lives in us. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you that we don't have to try to forgive. We don't have to try because it's not an emotional thing. It's a choice by faith, but it's a powerful choice by faith that sets us free and keeps us free. Just thank him, the merciful one lives in you. And pray that he will open your eyes to Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of every good thing, the hope of the excellence of God. Lord, help us live every day conscious of Christ in us, the merciful one in us, so that we can be quick to forgive. The Bible says don't be overcome with evil. Don't be overcome by those emotions, those responses, those thoughts, that trap of the enemy. Don't be overcome by that. You overcome evil with good. Oh, help us be those kinds of people, Lord. If we see an opportunity to bless, we do it. Oh, that our hearts and heads and lives will stay free. Now, if you've been in the habit of judging others and condemning others, just pray, Lord, forgive me and remind me to be quick to forgive. Convict me quick. (laughs) I don't want to judge or condemn anyone. I certainly don't want to be offended with anyone and have that bitter root going down. Help us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, convict us. Help us. As soon as we're on the verge of it, remind us, Lord, so that we will just stop. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the last days, Scripture says, many will be offended. Many. Let's not be those kind of people. This message, you know, it, it's something you've got to go home and do something with. You've got to go to work and do something with. But I prayed yesterday, PJ and I were praying, and I just prayed out, Lord, 
cause us to have a reputation for mercy. Cause me to have a reputation for mercy. You know, in the Old Testament, they had cities, they called them cities of refuge. Where people had done things wrong, they could flee there. I want to be a person of refuge. When somebody's messed up, I want them to know, well, I can go to her. She's not going to rub my nose in it. She might show me things I need to change, but you're going to receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. Let's pray that. Lord, help me because you're in me to get a reputation for mercy in my home, in my workplace, wherever I am. A merciful person. Those who are merciful receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful, Jesus said. They will receive mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers. They'll be called sons of God. Oh, help us be peacemakers, Lord. You've called us to a ministry of reconciliation in the church and out into the world. Oh, Lord, let mercy triumph over judgment in this body of people and out into the world, Lord, in all of our relationships. Mercy is so attractive, Lord. It's so wonderful to receive. Help us be givers of it because you're in us. Thanks, Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.